views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Want to welcome you. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, hey, I forgot my coffee. I left my... Happens. I, mean, I'm so I haven't had my coffee yet either. Yeah, I left mine on the shelf. Hey, when you come back in, yeah. would you mind? I, I'm not I'll bring asking two. you to make yeah. me coffee, How do you Taylor, take your coffee? No. <laughs> it's already made. I just left oh, it on. Oh, see, I'm so obedient that I didn't want to bring it in the studio over there because if you knock it over, it's like not good. Yeah, a lot of electronics but, here. So. Pff, a lot of electronics. <laughs> All right. Taylor is going to be connecting with our first guest, but I'm excited about today's show. Very excited. Um, not only do we get to talk about him, but then we get to talk with Brenda Michaels about her journey to healing. And, you know, it, it's great to be able to step in here and, and sit down at a computer. Now, of course, there's a computer. Um, Eleven years ago, when I first started this, and Brenda actually started way before that, um, you, you know, I... We didn't have tablets. We didn't have smartphones. You know, we didn't have those things that, you know, we're all connected to right now. As a matter of fact, somebody pointed out to me that even um, two or three, maybe three years, well, I think it was about four or five years ago, there wasn't even smartphones. Now, I don't really know. You know, I don't really have a hit on that. Um, But it has certainly brought all of us closer together. And helped us connect with each other in a way that we wouldn't wouldn't be able to connect otherwise. So we've got a great show for all of you today. Um, uh, starting off with, it's all about him, intimacy with God, with uh, my f- very special guest today, author Lois uh, Brittell. And, um, and, you know, so part of this is really looking at what this means in life. Now, Lois wrote this book, or Dr. Lois wrote this book. You know, to to bring the conversation to a level of intimacy with the divine. And what does that even mean? You know, what does it mean to have that level of intimacy? You know, what does it mean to be connected? And, and what has happened in the world of psychology, you know, to help us understand more about spirituality in every, every part of our lives? Um, Dr. Lois, clinical psychologist, she specializes in treatment of anxiety, depression, marital problems. And, you know, found most issues were influenced by a person's relationship with God. Yeah. (laughs) I certainly know that story very well. Uh, And, you know, what I love is, you you know, these days folks get to talk about, 
you know, God in many, many ways. Some people don't say God. You know, some people say spirit. Some people say higher power. Some people say the universe. Uh, some people say many, many different things. But today, you know, this is a conversation, you know, after several major losses during a short period of time, uh, Dr. Lois's life, including the death of her husband and the growth of her brain tumor, uh, difficult to remain strong in her faith. Boy, don't we know that. Don't we know that. You know, when life deals us some curveballs, then how do we handle it? You know, what is it about our lives that help us step up? Thank you, Taylor. I think in the 12 years, 11 years I've been doing this, Benny has never brought me coffee. <laughs> well, Okay, you, that's a good thing. Your coffee was already made. I yes, didn't do was. any work there. Yes, it was. There, there. Benny's got a new standard to look up to. And I'm probably, probably Benny's going to talk to me about that and say, don't remember the time. Um, well, this is really kind of, you know, the show that I love to have when I've got these two hours, you know, where we get to talk about a level of intimacy that's actually hard to put words around. And then we get to talk with Brenda about her life and what it was like with her to really look at cancer as a gift. And for many of us, you know, if we've had these kinds of struggles, these kinds of, of changes in our lives, you know, what do we do next? You know, how do we how do we make the connection that we need so that we can thrive, especially when things have happened in our lives that take us off course? You know, things that happen in our lives that are horrific, things that happen in our lives that, you know, cause us to step back and grieve. Well, you know, she found intimacy with God again and her faith was restored. So today, you know, we get to talk with her about what that means. It's all about him. Intimacy with God. Dr. Lois, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm it's glad good we to be uh, here. I'm glad we got you here. Yes, and I heard that part of the weather forecast. You're ready for another storm. Oh, isn't that a fun time in the old it town? It is wonderful for you. I'm in California, Central California, and we are praying for rain. I know. You're, and you are getting so much. I know. You're you guys are like roasting down there. We have been. It finally broke. The heat finally broke, but uh, it's been a very very hot summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I went to school down in the uh, east of L.A. area. And uh-huh. boy, you know, it's interesting when they talk about the seasons. And this is a, probably a good place to start. You know, the change in the seasons. Metaphorically, I grew up on the East Coast. And so for me, the change in the seasons is it's very obvious. Now yes. that I live in the Pacific Northwest, the change in the seasons is it still is obvious, but obvious in a different way. You know, um, rather than wake up one day and see frost on your window, you wake up one day and it's pouring rain, like today. Uh uh, But you live in a place where the seasons don't change very much. Um, What what do you think about the life that you've lived and looking at the seasons in your life uh, to bring you to a place where you could grow in your spiritual practice and life? Well, let me start by telling you that I was raised in central Canada and talk about seasons. Uh, The hottest day we ever experienced there was 95, and the coldest was 54 below. And I cannot be cold enough, even having lived in California (laughs) 
since uh, childhood, uh, it's not possible. People ask me on a cool day if this is too cold, and I said, no, we're still about 40 degrees away from really being cold. So the seasons are, to me, extremely important, and they take me back to Genesis, where God says uh, that he put the stars in the sky and the various heavenly bodies, the moon and the sun and so on, to direct the seasons. And I have been through a season of, I've been through several seasons. One was uh, a season of a difficult marriage, and uh, one was a one-year season of seven traumas, and they were all, uh, if you're familiar with Hans Selye's stress scale, they were all in the upper five, Mm. or five of the seven were in the upper five. And they included the death of my husband, surgery on a brain tumor, retirement, moving from the Central Coast, where it's 75 all year, and into the Central Valley, where it is, uh, I've been told it's three months of heat, three months of fog, and nine months of heat. And so uh, the seasons here, the the physical, the, the weather seasons are very interesting here and very different from anything that I had experienced as a child. But I've been here a long time, and uh, you do what you have to do. To get to the seasons of my life, the last four years, the season has been writing the book. And in conjunction with that, it was a season of healing. The year of trauma brought me to the place, and uh, I want to remind you that I was a clinical psychologist for 30 years. I knew how to help people. I had thriving practices. My husband transferred a lot, so we moved several times, but each time I would start out by presenting my credentials and introducing myself to a local pastor, and then by the time a month or two was had gone by, I had a waiting list. And that was really affirming, and uh, the Lord was very good to me in that he gave me a love for psychology and a love for people, and I was able to help them. Pe- people's lives changed, and that was the most rewarding thing. And then... Uh, Six months after I retired, my husband passed away. We Mm. had moved in the interim. And uh, then five months after he passed away, my uh, brain surgeon said I'd have to have the surgery. So it was a time of really high trauma. And here I, I often laughed when I was in my best places during the last four years. If my patients could see me now, because I had often said that I had, at one time in my life, suffered from anxiety. But at this point, I had no idea what might bring an anxiety attack on. Well, I learned that year. And there was an occasion when I woke up in the morning sobbing in fetal position in the middle of my California king-size bed. And so I went from the peak of my career to 
very close to coming apart at the seams. Mm. And my one of my very close friends asked me, she said, are you going to have a nervous breakdown? And I said, well, I'm about as close to it as I can get without going over the edge. Wow. And so the last four years have been about recapturing my relationship with God, reinvesting in my relationship with God, writing the book, and writing the book was very much a part of the process of healing. I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, my goodness, what I'm writing is what's happening. And then I thought, well, that's what happens in a lot of books that are, are nonfiction. Right. They write about what's current. And so I stopped being hesitant about it and just went to work. Yeah. So that's kind of where I've been. Well, you know, this is uh, really for for those of you tuning in. The book is called It's All About Him, Intimacy with God. We're going to take a short break and we come back. We're going to take a look at, you know, what this means to look at our lives in, in a way that takes us to a place of unlimited possibility. What does it mean to have a life that's all about him? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients, even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425 9999 
to explosive abundance. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go ahead and go to Facebook, the Dr. Pat Show, uh, Twitter, the Dr. Pat Show. Go to the drpatshow.com. Go to transformationtalkradio.com. Pretty soon, you guys are going to be able to go to the transformationnetwork.com where uh, we're just going to have a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. Uh, you know, Dr. Lois, before we get uh, talking about the book, it's all about him. Let folks know the best way they can find out about you. I think you have my email if they want to to uh, contact me. Or uh, your website. Mail. Your website. Oh, my website is www. It's all about oh, dot. It's all about himrestoration.com. All right. Thank you. I want to talk with you about your journey to reconnect with him um, and, you know, what that was like. You know, there are some people that um, if I look at my own journey and my own spiritual, what I like to call my own spiritual evolution, I had points in time where I was close to my higher power, the God of my understanding. And then there were times in my life where I was about as far away as one could get. Not because, you know, something happened on the other side, but because of me. Uh, and so I would love for you to talk about the resolution or, you know, the, the intimacy that you've developed. And what kind of God is this from your point of view? Okay. Is that, are we ready to go with yeah, that? Yeah, we're live. We're live. Okay. The kind of God, from my perspective, is the God of the Christian Bible, Jehovah in the Old Testament, and Jesus Christ in the New Testament. I was raised in a Christian home and went to a Christian high school, and my clinical practice in psychology, I identified myself as a Christian psychologist. Wow. So that people would know. Uh, walking through the door, what to anticipate. Mm. And uh, so that's been my background. I was uh, born again, and I will use Christian terms because Mm. that's my experience. I was born again at the age of eight. I was scheduled for surgery, and I thought I would die, and I thought if I died, I would go to hell. Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was just a minor surgery. Mm And uh, that my father and the doctor would get so busy talking, they'd forget to anesthetize me. Oh! So, yeah, that was Wow, my, you're kidding me! My Are you kidding? With the medical profession. And <laughs> uh, it was not thrilling. And uh, But as a result of the anticipation, I had asked my father to pray with me to accept Christ. And as my personal savior, which is one of the tenets of the Christian faith. And so he did pray with me. And so I did 
pray that the Lord would uh, come into my life and be my be my Lord. And uh, went ahead with the surgery and thought, you know, for a while maybe the prayer hadn't helped because I was in a great deal of pain for a while. Yeah, you think? But uh, that was the beginning of my own personal Christian experience. Yeah. I want to ask you, this is really, I want to talk to you. I've been so looking forward to having this conversation with you um, because, you know, when I sat down and I read your book, and by the way, I I read everybody's book. I love to read everybody's book. Um, I've read books about uh, Christ. I've read books about Buddha. I've read books about yeah, you know, the the deities and the, you know, Hindu religion. I've read books about just about everything. But I, too, like you, was raised in a, a Catholic family. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I shared earlier, and I don't think you heard this. I shared earlier that my journey was one of being what I, ha- I was called once a spiritual hitchhiker. And uh-huh. let me tell you what I mean by that, right? And mm-hmm. I, think you, I think you know. It's kind of like, here you are, you think you're part of this belief or this philosophy, then you're not anymore, and then you got your thumb out, right? And you're hitchhiking along the way of wisdom, and you find philosophies and things that show up. One of the things that I really, the question I ask you is kind of like this, right? There is a God uh, uh, and and, and a Christ of certain philosophies understanding that is vengeful, and then there is one that is benevolent and abundant. And I was really struck by how many, I mean, you could have pulled anything from the Bible. You know what I mean? You could have, you could have pulled any level of scripture, whether it would be Job or Isaiah, it didn't matter. But I was really struck by the, what you had pulled, you know, to talk about and how you related these writings to our current day and time. For example, this is what I like. You, you asked this question, how can I live out my true identity? That is such a fascinating question for me. And, you know, you and I, being uh, people that have, you know, doctorates in psychology, I don't know about you, but the APA wasn't always real fond of bringing spirituality or religion into the practice. So you had to have some challenges there. It was very hostile. No kidding. But, you know, uh, I could, <laughs> this is not exactly... A classical literature, but I remember sitting in one class and saying to myself, this is BS. (laughs) And uh, hearing this voice saying to me, yes, it is, but you have to get your A, so you jump through your hurdles, you do what you have to do, and then I'll take care of the rest. And so I went through my hurdles, and I got my A, and I did learn some things. Uh, It was a a branch of psychology that I don't particularly adhere to. Fortunately, yeah. some other kinds of, of uh, treatment and, and methods have come through in the meantime. But uh, it's you can find whatever you're looking for, regardless of who you are, and it depends on where you're looking, from my perspective. If you're looking... For Christianity, you will find it. If you're looking for a benevolent God, you will find it, find him in the Bible. You will also find a God in the Bible who is so full of wrath when you don't love him Mm. because he loves you so much. 
And if you don't love him in return, you will feel that anger. And I was raised in a home where there was an occasional spanking. So I understand punishment. There was not, I don't mean to imply that it was used often, but there I can remember three times in my life. And so their punishment was part of the category of my upbringing. And so with relate in relationship with God, there is incredible love. Yes. It's just overwhelming, monumental yes. love. You, you have pages, pages and pages in the book about love. That, that's why I asked you the question. I mean, I went through this and I was like, wait a minute. I, I, most of the books we get, just, just let me tell you. If you're going to have a conversation about love, you know, and Taylor knows this, you, you go through it. Maybe you got about three pages, right? We, we, we had the love talk and now we're moved on. You go and you say love is and you go and you, you, you pull from uh, Corinthians. Then you t- talk about love is patient. Love does not envy. Love is kind. Love does not exist on its own way. Love does not hold on to resentment or bitterness. Love is not. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And so my sense is, and that's why I ask you the question I did, you know, uh, it seems to me after reading this that your experience is of an intimacy with a loving and benevolent God. Oh, yes. Yes. And, you yes. know, you hear things in psychology. By the way, are yes. you a psychologist? I didn't. I, I, I have a Ph.D. in psychology. I chose not to go and practice because I couldn't reconcile the model. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't reconcile, wait a minute, this is what I believe spiritually, and you want me to diagnose this person as what? Okay. Um, And the rules were very, very rigid um, Uh about what you could and could not do. So what I do now is I coach people, and I coach them my entire practice. You know, And the show is a spiritual show. And so I had to make some hard choices about that. And I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have the chutzpah that you had. Well, I'll tell you, maybe you started out very young in psychology. Becoming a psychologist was a midlife crisis for me. I left uh, the world of finance. And uh, after my marriage was really pretty devastating, I uh, went into therapy. And my therapist suggested that I try one psychology course. And I was in my 30s at this time. So uh, I tried one psychology course, and from that point on, I was just totally hooked. Mm. And from there, you know, it just it went from there to the Ph.D. And uh, so I, I don't know when you began, but the thing that, that uh, was so, so much of such a great impact mm-hmm. for me in the field of psychology was that cognitive behavioral therapy was developed while I was in graduate school. Right, right, right. That is so life-affirming. Yep. And it is such a consistent method of thought. The underlying principle of cognitive behavioral therapy is that it's not what has happened to you. Right. It's how you interpret what has happened to you. Let's hold that thought because that is, you know, that is uh, such an incredible invitation because we, we live in this world. When I started this, I think it was about 11 years ago. I can't even count now. 
but you know, I was entering the world before the movie The Secret came out, before we were really talking about the law of attraction, before we were talking about, you know, consciousness. And as a matter of fact, I have somebody that's coming on the show after you uh, who literally brought the consciousness conversation to the forefront pretty much way ahead of most of us. But the point that I want to talk about when we come back is this idea of uh, omnipotent, uh, omniscient, and omnipresent. Because you do talk about that, and I could take, tell you the exact page you talk about that on, Dr. Laws, <laughs> at page 98 in this book. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Uh, the question is, are you ready to take a step towards that level of intimacy that is always available to us? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety can attack or creep up on us at the most inopportune moments, which makes us feel powerless and out of control. However, anxiety is a basic feeling that is created by our mind. Understanding some do's and don'ts about anxiety is a first step to demystify this emotion and regain control. The more we know about a challenge, the more we can find ways to overcome it. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza, and we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Want to begin to develop your own intuitive skills? It's easier than you might think. Make it a deliberate practice for yourself this month to trust your intuition. For this week, or for a real challenge these next 28 days, make an effort to follow every single hunch you have. Heed every gut reaction, no matter what it is. Journal for yourself about the intuitive experiences you have and remember to highlight any validation about them after the fact. Soon, you'll become an intuitive powerhouse, able to make even better decisions in the moment. And if you want to really build your skills, get my Psychic Gym Handbook or attend a Psychic Gym event. For more information or to schedule a session, visit davidzarza.com. That's davidzarza.com. Or call 206-920-9409. Once again, that's 206-920-9409. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. What if there was no right or wrong way to be a great parent? Join Access Consciousness facilitator Glenna Rice as she and Dr. Pat invite you to be the questionable parents you truly are and empower you to know and give the awareness required to create ease and joy with your children. Join Dr. Pat and Glenna as they focus on parenting for the modern family. Tune in every month to the Dr. Pat Show on air and online at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You know, uh, this is really, really cool. I get to talk with Dr. Lois, you know, about a lot of things. Uh, One of the things that I want to tell everybody, if you want to find out more about this, and as a matter of fact, we got copies of the book. 
We got copies. We have copies. You ready to give a copy away? All Tell right, me? let's give it away. Yeah, is Mr. Benny going to be picking up the phone? Yeah. All right, good. Little, little roll reversal. Roll ro- 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 reversal. Roll reversal. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Yes, we'd like to give a copy. First caller, it's all about him, Intimacy with God. Uh, you know, Lois, before the break, I, I, uh, I, I spoke three words. Uh, omniscient, uh, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And those three words, many people have never heard them. I know I didn't. I didn't hear. I, I've really not really heard those words um, in the way that I hear them today. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have they are the backbone. And by the way, that is page 98 where you talk about this, just in case you want to know. But you mention it right before you start talking about anxiety. How do we stop being anxious? And I wanted to ask you to talk about how those three words sort of sculpt and, and carve a new pathway to intimacy that we've not had before. The security and anxiety was my uh, weakness, my downfall, my vulnerability, my defense. And uh, well, the defense was detachment, but that's also part of anxiety. And so that was what I have struggled with all of my life. So that particular chapter is kind of like almost a confession in a sense. Yeah. Omniscience, God knowing everything, is probably the most comforting principle in the entire Bible. Well, salvation is right there Mm. and that he died for me and so Mm. on. Those are basic tenets of the Christian faith. But the fact that he knew, uh, I have been gifted with an intellect. And so I consider myself to be a bright person, but he knows everything. He knows everything about everybody all of the time and all at the same time. And I have spent hours meditating on that principle because it could only be somebody outside of humanity. And Christ was both human and divine. We understand that. But it has to be somebody with more than a a good IQ to be able to do that. And that instills such a sense of curiosity, such a sense of reverence, such a sense of security that he knows everything. There is no such thing as a surprise Mm -hmm. to God. And, And once I internalized that, it was just, it was like, so what are you going to be anxious about today? Since he knew that was going to happen, and he's not surprised, why are you overreacting? And so I've learned to have this conversation with myself over many, many things over the years that I've been working with this. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I mean, I think that there are some, you know, for me, misconceptions that I want to talk with you about as well. And, you know, some that I've discovered along the way. You know, misconception is that, in order for us to truly be, you know, be of service, we have to suffer in life. And also, you know, we have to live a very, very humble existence. And, and you know, this has been really a, a conundrum for people because somewhere along the way, you know, folks misinterpreted the level of abundance and prosperity experienced by the players, let's just call them, whether you know, the people that are talked about in the Bible and the reality of life. 
you know, there aren't many stories that I think you could read in this in, in the Bible, you know, as we know it today, that really talks about sacrifice. And that's what, you know, that's what I wanted you to talk to. So, for example, you know, when we think about Moses, right, mm-hmm. we think about somebody like Moses or we think about David or we think about, you know, some of the other folks that are mentioned in the Bible. These folks had land. They really did. I mean, land was the equivalent of a Donald Trump moment, you know. Oh, many of them were wealthy beyond comprehension. Exactly. So where Uh did we go awry in terms of how we interpret the messages that have been given to us? You know, where have we gone? You know what I'm trying to say? Not exactly. Can you say it just a little bit differently so that I'm sure I get it right? Well, there are different philosophies that are talked about. And somewhere along the line, the idea of living a prosperous and abundant life was thrown out for sacrifice and suffering. Oh, okay. Uh, I think living in the natural world, that's going to take care of itself. Uh, Suffering is just going to (laughs) happen, whether you choose it, no matter what your faith Uh, structure is you're going to suffer there's going to be stuff that happens I I don't know that we should look for it I don't think that's a wise thing at all no because it will happen and through my own experiences of suffering and I considered that one year a year of suffering the other things were perhaps annoying yeah but that year that year was very painful and uh, having it all in a condensed period of time was extremely painful. But uh, I don't think we need to. And I think, I don't mean to be criticizing the Catholic faith, but I think the Catholic emphasis on uh, deprivation is it's not consistent with my belief. Right. Let right. me put it that way. My belief is that God is a loving, abundant giving God. He wants to bless us. He's just, in a, in a sense of English words, he's just standing around mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. to be able to bless us. And I feel that very, very strongly. And I think when crises do come, uh, it's my job to see where I moved out of the shadow of that blessing. And that was what I was really aware of during that year of suffering. I was so full of pain and so full of anger and resentment and just all kinds of negative stuff. And I knew that I had moved away from God. God hadn't moved away from me. I knew I was the one that moved. And so I had spent the last four years walking back. And as a teenager, my experience with God was quite different from yours, and I'm sorry about yours, and I'm grateful for mine. Uh, I knew God intimately as a teenager, mm-hmm. and I prayed. I talked to him like I talked to my girlfriends, boyfriends. I just talked to him all the time yeah. about everything. I even prayed when I was setting my hair that it would be pretty the next day because I wanted to have pretty hair. Right. <laughs> and so I talked to him about everything. And from my understanding and my experience, prayer, talking to God, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean a formalized, ritualized, I mean, you and I are talking as two people, and I talk to God that way. I'm probably a little bit careful about my language because I do want to be reverent, but to me, it's very, very much 
a horizontal relationship at the same time that it's a vertical relationship. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. You know, honestly, I was a very, very young child and I had these, uh, you know, the, the same kind of dialogue. You know, it, when you're six, you don't really get the idea, right? You right. Know, but you're kind of innocent. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. really an innocent young child. No comments from Taylor on that. But I was. I was really, a, a really, you know, open, loving. My mother was open and loving. And so I didn't, I didn't have any false, uh, what do I want to say, influences about who I could talk to, how I should talk, or what I could ask. There was never any rule that says don't ask for that. Be more humble. And that's what I want to talk about when we come back. You know, when we come back, uh, you have gotten an entire section here on humility as a choice. And I want to talk about that when we come back. It's one of the most interesting uh, uh, constructs in the world we live in today. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine, Dr. Lois, had said to me, humility is a lost art. I want to talk with you about that because you, you have definitely defined it. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. When we come back, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of the book. For those of you who'd love to have a copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. We'll take our first caller. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Wondering how to make more confident strategy for retirement? Do you know that there are potentially more than 12 things to consider when planning for or approaching retirement? Then stop wondering and attend the retirement seminar hosted by Jeff Packman, financial advisor with Packman Brown and Associates, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated in Bellevue, Washington. Call 425-372-4813 for a formal invitation to the next seminar on November 5th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Light hors d'oeuvres and beverages will be provided. This is an informational event. There is no cost or obligation. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Lynn Brown from the show Winning at the Game of Life. Listen, it's time to enrich your money stories and open your path to all that you desire. We all have limiting beliefs which we accumulate from our life experiences, ancestors, and past lives. These beliefs block our ability to receive the unlimited flow of abundance that the universe is constantly offering to us. Why are we so emotionally caught up on the word money? It's only one of the many forms of abundance. 
I'm excited to uncover your unique stories and limiting beliefs around money and abundance, as well as give you tools to release them from your space. It's time to invest in yourself. You deserve everything you ever imagined and more. Call me to schedule a reading at 844-LETTER-B-INTO-IT or letter R, letter U, intuit.com. Lynn was very accurate, and she was so clear in explaining everything to me. I highly recommend Lynn to all of you. Can you keep your lifestyle in retirement? It's a question people often wonder about. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment and advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Everybody, welcome back. Great to have you here. Facebook, the Dr. Pat Show, Twitter, the Dr. Pat Show. Um, you know, Dr. Lois, would you tell folks again, uh, they can go to your website and what I have here for your website, just to make sure everybody knows what it is. Uh, you can find out more about, um, you know, about the book and get your own copy of the book. If you want to go to, uh, it's all about him, uh, com. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yep. And uh, get your copy of the book. I'd love to give another copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. I should say that slower. 1-800-9... Been doing that for a few years, right? Flows off the tongue. It does. 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give you a copy of the book. Um, I wanted to get in a a little chit-chat about humility, if we could. Uh, I think it's one of the most... uh, How should I say... One of the most misunderstood, misunderstood ideas, words, constructs uh, in our society. And I've been in, in meetings and I've been at places where when people are asked, what does humility mean? Everybody's got a different answer. And the way that we describe it in our own lives is even very personal. But you have spent in this book uh, quite a bit of time talking about it. What's the message for us about humility, if you would? It's two-part. First of all, recognize who you are. You are this incredible creation of the living God. That's who you are. You are gifted. You are talented. You are beautiful. You have abilities beyond almost your own comprehension. So understand who you are. Then understand that all of these attributes were given to you as a gift. You did not climb out of your bassinet or the room, your your little crib in the hospital, and climb down the hall and pull out drawers. Oh, I want brightness. I want sports uh, athletic ability. I want beauty. You didn't pick any of this. God gave this to you as a gift. And so the balance to me, or for me, the balance is between understanding the enormity and the beauty of the human person, 
body, soul, spirit, mind, emotions, and then understanding that that is all a gift, that you didn't choose it, you didn't pick it, you are supposed to develop it to the best of your ability. And by that, I mean supposed to, supposed to being, it would be such a waste if you didn't. There isn't a law or a rule that says you have to do this, but it's certainly in your best interest to do it. But to understand that with all of this giftedness, you're not better. You can't think you are better than you are. You have to accept the giftedness, but you can't go beyond the giftedness. I cannot do everything. I can do two or three things really well, but I can't do everything very well. And then being thankful, being in praise, being in gratitude. Gratitude is another one that's just gone by the wayside from yeah. my perspective. Yeah. Be grateful for who God made you to be and then be all of that. Don't blow your own horn. Somebody else will blow your horn if you're really that good. And and in my uh, interest in intimacy with God, God will blow your horn. Mm-hmm. And so let him do the horn blowing, but you be all that you can be. Don't try to, to blow beyond that, mm-hmm. but develop everything that you can be because you were given this. Mm-hmm. God chose you. I have a friend who has a beautiful voice. She's very bright. She's very athletic. She's one of the, well, she was valedictorian in my class and, you know, one of those people. Right. (laughs) But she didn't do anything except she worked with what God had given her. But God gave her all those abilities. Some of them were genetic. Some of them were learned. But he saw to it that this particular person had all these abilities And so she needs to spend her life, which she has, in fact, uh, spend her life using them, giving them to other people, giving of herself. And and that's where I see, hmm, excuse me, I'm drying up. That's where I see humility being so important. And I draw this from the passage in Philippians 2 about Christ. I mean, he was God. He is God. He's still God. And he chose to go from heaven. And what anybody's understanding of that is that it's fantastic. So he chose to leave all of that, to go from heaven, to live in a womb. And he created the womb. He knew it was how cramped that was going to be and how traveling through the birth canal. He knew all that. Mm. And yet he chose to do that so that he could relate to us, so that he could be, he was already fully divine, and so that he could be fully human. And so that's a choice. He chose to humble himself. And that's what the chapter in the book says. That's what that chapter in Philippians 2 says, that he chose to humble himself. And I think if we we did that, and this is not Wormwood, I think so many uh, for so many years, Wormwood was taught in various faiths, ex- expressions of the faith. No, I'm not a worm. I'm a creation of a living God. He picked my genes. He picked all the abilities. He picked how my how my body would look. 
I've added a few pounds, but he designed the original. And to celebrate that and to be grateful for that and then to use it to minister to other people, that's how I understand humility. Wow. You know, uh, this is you, this is a, a very, very big conversation. And I was really struck by one thing. I was struck by how much you, you were able to get into a book that most people, when they talk about the kinds of things that you were talking about or wrote about in the book, the book would be three times the size. You know, um, the question I think I have, we have about two minutes left. The question uh, that, that I have is, you know, the message, your personal message in writing this book and what you want people to walk away with uh, after they've read it. The enormity of God, mm-hmm. the enormity of his love, and that we human beings are the object of his love. And if you combine that, if you think about how huge God is and that he has directed that love toward me, a human being, in this case, a five foot two human being, Mm -hmm. he, I mean, the connection is almost beyond description. And uh, you mentioned that uh, other books three times this size, I was embarrassed because it was so small. Oh, you were? Okay. I am writing a study guide to go with it, which will be published in about a year, to uh, expand on some of these things, because I think the principles, I think I got the principles down, but I think to make it easier to understand, I could expand on it a little more. Well, let me comment on that, if if I could. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the size of your book. Oh, There's nothing wrong with the size of your book. What I was trying to say to you is... um, you did an amazing job, a brilliant job at taking some very complex and misunderstood ideas about God and put them into a book without having to go on and on and on. So my comment to you was one of, you know, accolade for being able to take an epic size conversation and bring it down to a grassroots action plan in life. That was very much part of my goal. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. So don't don't make the book any bigger. If you want to okay. write a second book, write a second book or something yes, like I'm that. If that. you want to write a second book, you know, go ahead and write a second book. But don't touch that book. That book is fine where no, it is. This one, this one is closed. And the thing that, that I really came to understand was that Christianity isn't always easy, but it is always simple. The yeah. basic rules of life yeah are simple just do them yeah just humble yourself just love love god and your neighbor as yourself i mean those aren't hard concepts those are not chemical formulas Mm -hmm. or physics you know algebraic stuff that takes up half a room to write it out right right that's that's simple i know that's what i'm saying Cut right yeah. to the chase. Thank you. Thank you, Lois, for joining me here today. Thank you so much Thank for you. all that you it's did. It's been a big pleasure. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, yeah, we're going to have a great time. Brenda Michaels, Conscious Talk, and much more. You know, can you look at cancer as a gift? Can you do that? I don't know. My hat goes off to her because she did something that a lot of people would love to be able to do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with that conversation. 
Hi, this is David Zarza and Philip Zarza, and we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Want to begin to develop your own intuitive skills? It's easier than you might think. Make it a deliberate practice for yourself this month to trust your intuition. For this week, or for a real challenge these next 28 days, make an effort to follow every single hunch you have. Heed every gut reaction, no matter what it is. Journal for yourself about the intuitive experiences you have, and remember to highlight any validation about them after the fact. Soon, you'll become an intuitive powerhouse, able to make even better decisions in the moment. And if you want to really build your skills, get my Psychic Gym Handbook or attend a Psychic Gym event. For more information or to schedule a session, visit davidzarza.com. That's davidzarza.com. Or call 206-920-9409. Once again, that's 206-920-9409. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients, even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425-999-9836. 425-999-9836. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit Transformation Talk Radio com for show dates and times and lesliefontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. 